I'm super, super, super excited to tell you about my sponsor, Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is a native-owned business located at 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Southwest Trading Company, you need to go check them out. Right now, if you can, or after this podcast, or during the podcast, but either way, go check that store out. They have a lot of great items from different artists from all around, like jewelry, blankets, art, clothing, cedar boxes, indigenous home decor, car accessories, totes, and so much more. You could spend hours in this store. I'm not kidding. I went to the first time and I think I spent like maybe a couple hours maybe just looking around at everything they have. I mean, it's so unique. If you haven't yet, Southwest Trading Company also has a Facebook page. So if you have not yet, go like it and follow their page to keep up with all new items and events they have going on at the store. Once again, I'm super excited that we get to build together. The location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check it out, everybody. Thank you. Welcome back to Oki Podcast. On this episode, I have the director of the Fur Fest, and he is Carter Combs. What's going on? So what's going on? <laughs> I'm doing good. I am drinking this Dr Pepper. I haven't had a I haven't had a can of Dr Pepper in a little while, so I'm like, I feel like I'm about to get jacked. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> about that uh, sugar rush? Yeah. I've tr- <laughs> I've I've gone to like like. I, I've drank coffee for a really long time and I've just gotten rid of creamer. So like sugar has gone down just a little bit. Sugar intake's gone down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like not a lot, not a lot. Like I still eat candy and stuff like that quite a bit. <laughs> but like right now, just drinking this Dr. Pepper, I'm like, all right. Oh, he's feeling it. Let's go. He's feeling it. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for reaching out to me and wanting to come on Okie Podcast. I think I thought it was really cool that you hit me up at first uh, because sometimes a lot of scammers out there. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to really <laughs> evaluate. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta check out the <laughs> the email I'm looking at and then, but that is true. You he- said fur fest and then it, I looked it up and then I, I, for sure I seen a fur fest. Uh, I think it was that already like a flyer out already. And yeah. then I think you actually sent me one and it matched the one that I seen. So I was like, all right, well I'm per- this is legit. So, right. Had to reach back out. No, that's, I mean, I appreciated that you did. I mean, I, uh, and I know what you mean the email. I've gotten, email is like the most common form of spam and like, like hacking and things like that from what I understand. So like, I, I completely get why you'd just be like, shit, who is this? is real. I don't think it's real. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I called you and I was like, hey man, I'm down. And 
you're real. So. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> it's like, here we go. Hope he doesn't just hack my phone. <laughs> 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 that's good stuff. But that's cool, man. Yeah, thank you for reaching out to me. And I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited that uh, we get to talk about the Fur Fest. I've never, is this the first year for that? This is the first one. Mm-hmm. I now, I'll, I'll be honest, I think the Fur Shop has had, they've, I mean, they, they, they've had music like happening all the time mm-hmm. um and i think they used to have a festival back in the day but i i don't i'm not really sure um when um you know they, they've had shift of ownership in the last like 10 years i think so um i think it used to be called something else before the first shop too but i don't i don't remember where what it was but um yeah yeah i mean it's gonna be a fun time there's a lot of cool bands that are gonna be coming out and uh yeah i mean i'm i'm looking forward to it and you've been planning this for how long? Oh man! Because there's a lot of bands that you've gotten connected with. There's a lot of I've never directed a festival like this, <laughs> but I mean it. The names I've seen, the names I've seen on the flyer, the different uh, places that it's just all around. Yeah. Like it's not just the first shop. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a, a lot of fucking work goes into that. Yeah, yeah, it's been, I mean, we've been working on it uh, probably probably about six, six months now. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be, I think it'll be a six or seventh month, seven month project by the time October 8th comes around and it's, and it's done. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it essentially just like, it started with me and some colleagues reaching out to the GM of the first shop and saying like, hey, we have an idea. Do you want to, do you want to let us do this? Do you want to work with us to make this happen? And she was just like, yeah. And then we got our budget and then started working and now we're, now we're promoting the heck out of it and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that's all it really takes is just so that, I mean, cause there's some things I want to do like with shows and stuff too. Right. And it's just, it's just as simple as reaching out, I guess that's pretty much it. That is literally something that I've told so many of my friends recently like it is insane how much asking a question will will like get you mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's insane if you just i mean we went up yeah like i don't know i mean there's been multiple multiple things that we've done as far as promotional stuff trying to get sponsors trying to get money to pay the bands all that started with like just would you be interested in helping out here um and yeah i mean that that that's that's uh it's incredible what asking a question can do i mean we reached out to like we reached out to you to see if i i could come on here and do this mm-hmm. and like yeah you were immediately receptive and i think i th- there's something about oklahoma that i think maybe that makes it like it's more common or something like that because everyone's like got a down home energy and like something about just supporting things that you you feel like are good and like i don't know profitable for the community everyone like is more susceptible to being get, getting involved in things like that people see things in a different way than they might in other areas of the country so mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was it was very it was i mean i'm not gonna say it was easy but it was it, it was easy to get support from people that that 
and that was a nice thing to figure out. That's always good when you can, because you think it's hard to get support, and then all of a sudden you just get you know a unlimited amount of support from shoot people you wouldn't even expect to. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, I'm excited for this, the Fur Fest, the first one, and of course, man, like. Even though I didn't know anything about it, I was down for it. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I just like to be a part of it somehow. You know, I'm always right. down to help people with different things that they're trying to create or trying to bring things together to the community, just make something happen. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm all about is like, I love to watch people just make something out of nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's something about... um there's something about like I think it's it goes comes back to the community thing, but it's also like when people have, if people are artistically minded and they work in the arts or they they work in, what do you say? People are saying content creation, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are trying to do that, and so it's uh, it's natural that everybody would want to support that. And it's you know another thing. It's not it's not only it's not only people that work in media and music and arts that want to support each other. That's one thing I've also kind of figured out is like you were down to let me come over here and chat with you. Cause it's like, you probably are like, like I said, an artistically minded person and you just saw an opportunity to work, collaborate with somebody else, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Now, the other nice thing that I figured out that I, I would say surprised me just a little bit. It wasn't like a, like a, uh, out of a negative. Um, it wasn't a, wasn't a bad thing that I thought before, but like before I reached out to some small businesses to sponsor us um, and say like, Hey, we would like to pay, pay these bands. Um, can you help us? I, I was surprised by the uh, level of success that came with that. Mm-hmm. You know, small businesses, small businesses are, you know i think tulsa small businesses just they know that the tulsa music scene is like thriving right now um you know and it's it's hard to see for someone that's not um frequenting shows or listening to local music or anything like that but it it's 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 a fact that yeah the, the tulsa music scene is is good and well right now and the fact that tulsa uh, small businesses were down to support this and sponsor it and uh, throw throw the band some cash. That was like that was a big um, was a big learning moment. Seeing that happen, I was like, wow, okay, so you know, it's not all. I don't know. You get a I, I, sometimes I get a bad taste in my mouth when I talk about like. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just like business minded people, but like once you get out of the the world of just like artistically minded people Mm. things can get weird and it's (laughs) all about money you know and i get it i get it like you know i'm not yeah but it's it's money and music sometimes don't mesh for some people and so i was Mm. surprised that i was wrong in that way like i was surprised that i predicted like you know uh there's not going to be very many people that want to you know give us money and there were there was there was a good handful so that was cool yeah 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 the thing about money too it's like it 
it really complicates a lot of stuff. Yeah. And that's what I hate about just like the whole money thing is like, especially if you're in a band, then everybody like, if it's one person, then it's just like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I know what to do with it. Put it back into what I'm doing and sure. then fund it. <clears throat> but with a band or like, even if it's like a, a group thing, like a group business type of thing, then if you're doing well, but you know, maybe people aren't getting what they think they should get, then questions start coming yes. up and then it's like, well, what's going on with this? How come? And it just yeah. really starts to complicate a lot of stuff. And I've heard a lot of horror stories about great bands that just break up because they think they're getting sh- like the short end of money. Yeah. And it's so crazy because it's like, man, you guys are great. Why? You know, like I get it. Like money is like cool. Money erases problems and stuff. And you're doing this. Yeah. You know, you're getting paid to do this, but God, I don't want to crush your talent. I mean, right. And so, but no, I know what you mean. I but mean, it, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's a crazy thing what money can do to just people. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, like I, and this is coming from a guy that like I I do I am, I would you know I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm I'm a hustler. I I want to make some cash. Yeah, I, I do. But that is pretty much secondary to to just creating some good relationships. Yeah. Even even in uh, in and outside of work. Um. Yeah, the allocating funds thing in a band, that's uh that's something that uh that yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's money and music. It's 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 just t- it's a tough thing to talk about because being in a local band, a small band, mm-hmm. uh you can't you're not going to make a lot of money, yeah. at least for a while. Yeah. You know. And so if you can't step outside of yourself and like like you say you're talking about the band that like you guys make good music. Why, you know, why do you got problems? We got issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people don't really, uh, they don't focus on good music as much as they focus on, uh, other things. I don't know. Things that come down to like making some money, um, or how good they play individually as opposed to how good the song uh, as a whole sounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's surprising to me sometimes that you know I'll meet musicians and I'll 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 like spend some time with them and I'll realize that they're jaded in that way that they don't they are just trying to make some cash and then the the connection between them and the the song itself and even even if it's in a live performance the the song and then the whole environment everything that's happening all at once it's not as strong as it either once was or it's not as strong as someone that is really uh invested in creating music and you know being an artist and things like that and uh it makes it uh, it's one of those things where if i see someone like that it it immediately like it makes me do a self-check where i'm just like okay i I can't you know i do want to make money but i can't become like that yeah i don't want to be that guy true very true Money's cool. I like to make money too. I hustle my ass off for a lot of stuff I right. do. But once again, it's it's not about that. You know, I, I I film stuff for free still. I do shows for free. I like I don't care. Like you know, if you want to pay me, cool. Like let's 
let's do it. I'm down to help people. I'm down to just do whatever I can to network too. Yeah. Like I think networking is really big with whatever it is you're doing. Right. Because once you make that relationship with somebody and you be and you come across genuine, then it's like then they're gonna remember you. Yeah. You know, for a bigger time maybe. Or like I'm gonna remember them for an even bigger time. And so I mean it's just like that's it's just all about lifting each other up, man. Right. Like I mean it's not there's no competition, there's no nothing. There's enough money and food out here for everybody to eat. And I don't mean food like eating, but I mean like work. Right. To work. Right. There's enough work out here for everybody to be successful. For at. sure. For sure. And so <clears throat> yeah, I have I have to there's some people I come across too. It's like just I don't know, like uh I think someone asked me if like I charge to like have people on. It was okay. a guess I was ha- I was having on and they were like, Well, <laughs> how much do I owe you? I was like Really? You don't owe me nothing. Like <laughs> this is you, dude. Like it's your platform. Just say whatever you want and yeah. get whatever it is out there. You sure? I was like, Yeah, I'm sure. Like Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> We're just trying to I'm trying to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Trying <laughs> to hang out and drink a Dr. Pepper with you. For real. <laughs> and so but that's my biggest thing is like just getting people's anything out there. Music, yeah. life, career festivals i mean yeah. you know it's right up my alley and and just like I, I want people to go i want people to go to your fest man this is your first one i want it to be successful i want everything to just turn out great for this oh well, i appreciate and, that and uh it, i think you're heading in the right direction and everything and shout out to your sponsors man like that's cool yeah. that's huge like yeah, to get how many do you have um i think 10 that's cool that's awesome i think 10 i'm pretty sure yeah so yeah man I mean, it's 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 gonna be a fun time there's a lot of <coughs> there's a lot of cool acts that are gonna be there um excuse me rock music um it'll start with a few acoustic acts and then throughout the day it'll kind of grow in in uh into some in, into some bands and uh it's going to be a good mix of bands. I, I liked doing, I liked doing the research to find these bands too. That was a lot of fun because like it it was just another, it was a process of finding just tons of bands and artists that I didn't even know, uh, that were from Oklahoma, which it it is an all local thing. So like, it's not, it's, uh, we got OKC, like it's all Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. but we've got like a few OKC acts, Uh, a guy from Tahlequah is going to be there. Um, uh and yeah i mean it's 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 been exciting to to put it together because once again it goes back to the locally curated community mindset i mean it's um it was nice finding bands that haven't gotten a lot of attention or their due diligence as far as stage time and like being able to be like oh, we we might we might have uh unlocked something by getting this group um because damn like some of these bands are great and it's it's cool knowing you know uh if you are in oklahoma like uh you know bar owner gm if or wherever restaurant and you're wanting local music it's nice to know that really the 
the playing field for music is giant. Like there are so many bands in Tulsa, Broken Arrow too. I mean, it's there's OKC, Tahlequah, uh, Muskogee. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, and then every small town, like they're just everywhere, and every kind of music too. It's cool. So yeah. it wasn't hard to find um, good music at all. Mm-hmm. That was incredible to me. And and I mean like, in every level of popularity that any of the artists that we have on the ticket, it was not hard to find uh, them who I think are all great musicians within their level of like exposure. So that was cool. That was cool. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> I I can say this because I'm in the band. My band is playing. We're probably the smallest band. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're probably I mean like not like as as like smallest as in least uh, known. And so, like, and I and I think we're all right, <laughs> and I think we're okay. So, like, if that's hey, if that's the you know, sky's the limit. What's your band called? A studio house project. Studio house project. Yeah. How long have you guys been together? We recorded our first album in 2019 and released it the the December of that year, and then we, most of us were still in school. As a matter of fact really there wasn't even that much of a band it was like um we met we a bunch of friends and colleagues met up uh and we just worked on an album like it was it was a very like let's throw something up against the wall see what sticks like i had a i had a bunch of songs that i'd written and Mm -hmm. i was i just reached out to um a buddy of mine that his name's brennan marcotte he's the trumpet player for us um, I reached out to him and I was just like, Hey, cause he was in jazz band in college and that was, we were in college at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, let's, we've been working on music together for a minute. Like just me and him. Cause we've, we've known each other for years. And I was like, let's, let's make an album. Let's do this. Why are we sitting around? And so he, he helped me get, uh, a few guys that were in the jazz band at NSU to help out. And so that kind of set, set us up to be okay um because you can tell you tell a jazz musician to 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 play rock music it's probably gonna be all right you know like there was a lot of taming that happened within that process <laughs> jazz musicians tend to be you know off the wall which i mean like i like jazz music too but it's it is a little different but um yeah what ended up happening was really set album and uh then uh I guess a year and a half to two years later was whenever I, I started performing um, like gigs, like restaurant gigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then co- it was weird because our, you know, everyone talks about how COVID like killed live music and it did. But when you've never done live music, uh, live music isn't dead. You know what I mean? So like for us, it was just like, we were just looking for a gig. So we, we like, pretty much started playing amidst covid it was a very odd thing that happened because everyone talked about like like I, and i know for a fact that like large bands they stop playing because that's thousands and thousands of people all in one space but like when you're just with you and an acoustic guitar and you got five people in a restaurant you know it's not not the same mm-hmm. so it was weird yeah we started literally amidst covid in like the early days of covid too wow 
so it was kind of an odd start but that was when we started playing live music and so now we we had our uh i think we had our year anniversary of our first live like band full band live gig a, a few months ago so we've we've been performing live for about a year and three months two months something mm. like that so it's gonna be fun i mean like I, I i actually really like what we what we got going on we've got a it's it's a me you know guitar drums bass um and a horn section are you the singer yes okay yeah singer okay. songwriter okay okay yeah i heard you say you wrote a song but i know bands they all yeah, write right. yeah right so, it gets yeah. mixed up yeah yeah everybody's uh uh, good at everything, pretty much. Yeah. 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 You'd hope. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when you say trumpet, is it like a, a ska band? Am not I saying ska, that right? Okay. Not ska. No, we... we. Not that we don't like ska. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we... It's tough to say. I mean, we're alternative rock. I, like, I okay. can confidently say that. Like, uh, folk rock... We like to dabble in various different things. Um, we've got two, like we do cover songs, you know. Uh, we do Bill Withers covers. We do Radiohead covers. Um, Strokes covers. I mean, we kind of like to mix it up. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, and I know see, this was interesting, is that like the part of the reason why it's kind of harder to say what we are is because all of our favorite bands are probably like a little different. Mm -hmm. My favorite band is Radiohead. Okay. So I, I naturally will lean towards writing things with them in mind. Uh, but you know, you talk to our drummer, his favorite band's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nice. And so his, his style, whenever he began playing, he always talks about uh, Chad Smith had him in his ears and just, he was like, I don't even know how old he was when he started playing drums. It was young as hell, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was listening to that stuff and yeah, I mean, everyone in our group and then, you know, our horn, our horn players, they, they lean towards jazz music. And so they've got th- that, that brings a whole new kind of light to our music because they, you know, listen to all sorts of stuff that I, I, you know, have no idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I never really listened to jazz yeah. music. I've, I've, I mean, I guess it's been in the background some places, but I just never. Yeah, I have to. I have to tune into some jazz music. If anybody has any recommendations, but shut them um, out. <laughs> shut them out. Are you Are you guys on Spotify and Apple? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, okay. yeah. we're on. We're on all of it. So okay, there's cool. there's actually one thing that we figured out is like when we were trying to get our music out there, we were, it was a whole process of like how do we do it, mm-hmm. and we learned about music distributors, and then we got on a music distributor that put our music on um, everything. So like everything is in like, if you have Napster, mm-hmm. we're on Napster. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the hell we're on Napster, but we are uh, Pandora. We're on, that That's still a thing, but like, you know, we're on all of the dying ones too. So it's like <laughs> Spotify, Apple music, Napster, Pandora. I'm sure I heart something is is a thing like i heart music or i heart radio yeah i heart radio youtube mm-hmm. music run all the all all that stuff you just got to pay you just got to pay a, a a fee every time you release music and it puts it on all that stuff 
So yeah. It's pretty much like podcasting then. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. use I use Red Circle. Okay. It used to be free, but now you got to I got grandfathered into the whatever they pay whatever people pay now, but yeah, it just distributes to Apple, Spotify and it does all the work for you, I guess. You right. just have to set it all up, which can get confusing. So I'm assuming music's the same way, probably. Yeah, it's mean, just a little confusing at first. Yeah, right. Yeah, music distribution is a, it's kind of a, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I remember like being, I was 20, whenever we were like looking for a music distributor, mm-hmm. we were going to release the album. And like, my I, I was trying to like look at every one of them and look at the pros and cons and I honestly like my priorities were so different then than they are now. Um so like I don't know. I, I I would be curious to see if I were to re uh redo it and re research everything if I would have gone a different direction. And we might we're really get into the nitty gritty about the music distributor. I'm sure people are gonna be like, That's interesting. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it it was a that was a long that was a long fucking process doing that, low key, low key. <laughs> so, what was your band called again? Studio House Project. Studio House Project. Okay, yeah. Studio House Project. The reason being, we um, we had we had our hands on a vacant house because my parents were going to be moving into this home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had taken them a minute to do it. So I asked them, I was like, do you care if we set up our recording equipment in here? They said, yes. And then, so we'd, it was a studio house project. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that they bought the house and they never moved in. They ended up selling the, the house. <laughs> <What>? So like <laughs> if, if for various stupid reasons, but uh-huh. like the, the, uh, it was just funny because the, uh, the sole purpose of of the house while they owned it was that that album and then you know <laughs> that was it so i like to tell people that they bought it for us <laughs> and they got rid of it <laughs> so and where'd you go to uh, college at nsu nsu okay yep we all met we all met in cherokee capital so you all went there yeah i okay. um all of us, but all all the current members, but one, mm-hmm. our drummer went to uh, OSU. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the current members I met, actually, you know what? Now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'd met a majority of them actually before college, but we just so happened to be going to NSU as well. Um, our flute player, I met her in college. Uh, her name's Sarah Thompson. She's great and our our trombone player too seth cross he's also very very great i mean the them two i met in school at nsu and then our our drummer and our bass or uh, drummer bass guitar player and trumpet player i met all of them whenever i was like growing up as a kid so Mm -hmm. and honestly we we we'd had we've had multiple people, multiple people touch the album like that, that we have out right now. So as far as like our recorded music, um, and our live performance, those are, they kind of are two, almost two separate entities, uh, in a way, but yeah. Yeah. Seeing, seeing a band live is always different. Yeah. I, 
I hate it. I hate to watch them on YouTube. It just you don't get the full experience yeah. of it live. But when you're there, it's like, oh my god, because the music's just blasting you. Yeah, and everybody, you could feel the energy, and then you could right. feel the band's energy. And it's just like a whole different environment <clears throat> than just watching it on TV or something. Yeah, it's different too because <clears throat> you know a lot of the time you go to a show and li- when it's live and you're like that was great yeah. and then you go home and you watch the video and yeah. you're like that was that was not great <laughs> <laughs> it was great when i saw it but yeah <laughs> and this dude's singing flat <laughs> you know that's why i don't For like real? i don't like watching my favorite band's live videos cuz like all of them they sing flat they sing flat but now if i was there i would probably be you know overwhelmed with happiness just because i'm getting to experience it but i go and watch the youtube videos and i'm just like man what the hell i seen uh deftones live when they came here i think in 2017 or 16 and that was when they released the gore album and never been to a show oh i loved them since high school and i was pumped i was like man this is fucking awesome i'm gonna see my favorite band yeah chino and i got it we got there we got there early because there's no seating arrangements in the where were we at we were in the uh, brady theater and so first come first serve closer closer you can get to the to the stage and waited seen the live seen the band open up for them and finally it was time and i think they opened up with uh rocket skates and dude, they came out blasting. <laughs> Whole energy of the show was just like nonstop, and everybody was like crowding, like pushing to the stage, and it was amazing. And I yeah. recorded, I recorded some of it. And to <laughs> me, there it was um, the most amazing thing I've ever right. seen. I witnessed, right. I've heard. And then when I got home to relive it, man, Chino's <laughs> voice was like. It just sounded like it was going out, <laughs> and it just sounded like it didn't sound like I was like, like it just sounded like a different place. And I was like, yeah, like he said, like this isn't where I was at. Like this is yeah. I was I was there. Like this isn't what I yeah. pictured. I I got on my phone, but it just didn't do it justice. No, it's not the same. You feel no. you feel the vibration of the entire room whenever you're you're there. And like I said, it's you're seeing them in person. Yeah, yeah. It's a spectacle. I'm starstruck. You know? I was starstruck. Right. I, was. I mean, like watching a video is like listening to a recorded song in a way because mm-hmm. you're not. It's all you're getting is the sound and like you get the visual, but the vis- You know, it's not. It's not the visual that you could be getting in person. So like, in a, in a way, like having a watching a video, and then like listening to them kind of like close to butcher a song is like you could just listen to the recorded track and it would be like you know that was just that was fine i'll just listen to that (laughs) some bands though i don't know some bands they'll nail it some bands will nail it i've i've seen that happen too you know some bands just tight you know spot on one that was spot on was um a perfect circle okay um maynard from tool and Oh yeah, perfect circle, and I think he's another <clears throat> band, but he nails his stuff. I don't know if it's because you can't see him; he doesn't believe in performing in front of a camera. Okay, and so, but he sound. I don't know; it might just be a recording too. Who yeah. knows? Because you don't really see him; you just see like a shadow of him and his bands out in front, and he's just kind of in the back grooving and stuff. So, but 
It always makes me a little. I'm trying to think of bands that had really great, like on video as they're live, but I can't think of any right now. I mean, a lot of these guys that, you know, a lot of these guys that are, I'm not nec- not necessarily jazz bands, but mm-hmm. jazz trained musicians, people that went to school for music, they've just got a level of discipline that. Um, it's you see it you know you see it and then you hear it in the videos afterwards um like i will i'll watch videos of me uh after a show sometimes i'm just like what the hell <laughs> but the, yeah. our trumpet player though he's ripping it you know what i mean yeah so it's like man i gotta get on that i gotta get up there but i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna watch some videos of you yeah hey pull them up yeah. listen yeah it's like joe rogan pull it up No, I mean, what's your album called? Our the one, the only one that we have right now is just self-titled. Self-titled, okay. Studio House Project. Okay, Um, we've got a single out uh, that followed it called uh, House of Praise, Uh, and that's all we got right now. We're we're working on some music as we speak. So nice. It's been. That's also a very fun process, getting to create music with friends. New music. Yeah. New write new. You you still just writing it your own? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for the mo- I mean, I don't think the the process of doing this album has been astronomically different than the process of making the first one. I will say that. Um, I, you know, I'm 23. I'm 23 years old. Mm-hmm. When we made our first one, I was uh, 19, and like, it sounds silly to it might sound silly but the the difference of maturity in myself just period from that point to now not that i have i've got a long way to go still but like Mm -hmm. the difference is insane so as a songwriter i know this this probably doesn't just speak to me but like as a songwriter you're a little sensitive about certain things especially when you start showing people your songs yeah because if they got a problem with it then you're immediately you know i'm 19 so i'm so i'm I'm offended i'm I'm defensive you know yeah not the way any not that way anymore so like the 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 process has very much so changed in a way that like has changed our music for the better um and yeah, I think everyone in our group would say the same thing about like just where we were all uh, maturity wise, even though I hate, I honestly hate saying mature. Like I just don't, I don't know. It's a negative Growth. word. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> We've grown. Yeah. Like, all of us have grown, you know, and, and we we're more disciplined when it comes to our, our craft, whether it be, you know, drums bass guitar singing for me playing guitar so all that stuff so it makes it a little bit more uh a little more smooth mm-hmm. it's a little more smooth what was your first album about did it have a concept to it or was um, it just a lot of just writings you had locked yeah, away collection of writings um i mean definitely they were all personal stories the very personal stories the, there there are a few songs in there that um that were just extremely personal mm-hmm. so that was that was an interesting thing I, I and i like that i like i like getting to use music as um a platform for which you can kind of talk about personal things you know, i don't i don't i don't necessarily think that there was a a theme or anything like that i mean no yeah, i don't know no 
the sound of it more more so than the lyrics i would say like that's was it aggressive you'd say no 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 not at all i mean man it's an interesting it's hard i've never broken it down like this before we it was very it's it's spacey it's um it's almost psychedelic Mm. almost okay um But it's very much centered around the acoustic guitar. A lot of our music is. I play the acoustic guitar. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot to be said about. It. I mean, it really is kind of a variety show in a way. There's a lot of different sounds going on. See, what was fun too is like <clears throat> the album at the the way we did it at the time is like uh, there was a group of us that met recorded recorded a lot of takes so just take 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 uh, Mm -hmm. of things that were 15 percent good each time or 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 the or was better but a lot of the time it was just like ah, some of that could be used a lot of it couldn't be um so for a period of time it was that and then for a period of time it was me uh and maybe like one other person one or two other people going into those files of the instruments and chopping them up mm-hmm. and then pasting it to become a cohesive one uh, track like thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we sent it to our producer and then at like the album changed so much every time we sent it to somebody else. Uh, there was a lot of pro- uh, steps to it. So as far as a theme goes, I think, I think the man that produced it, his name's Daniel, Daniel Chang, he created the theme because he got to play with, he got to play with everything in the end. Mm-hmm. And, the, I mean, and we were thankful for it too. He did a really good job, but yeah, lyrically, that's something I'm obsessed with too, by the way, like creating a concept album. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that, but that's, that's a, it's, that, it's, that's definitely a, a hurdle I would like to jump one day because I love concept albums. I love Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, Kendrick Lamar is every album is a concept album. You know, it's it's got a whole narrative. Yeah, I love it. I love it. The best one is the very first one, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, that was a banger story from yeah. first to start to finish. Yeah, man. I remember being oh man, I remember being like. 14 or 15 and my brother showing me money trees Ooh. <laughs> just being like, what is this <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> this is awesome like right when i heard the the one in front of the gun yeah i was being like what i know what kind of music is this my buddy natani he he was a big uh he, he still is but he was he was like the first one that i knew of that uh knew of kendrick lamar i didn't even know who he was and he introduced me to his music and he introduced me to him and um oh god dom kennedy but dom kennedy's another i think he's from the west coast too but he let's see kendrick Lamar. it was the uh section 80 yeah section 80 yeah that was the first one i heard and i, I started <laughs> bumping it and i really Rig- rigor mortis yep that's that's also another one of the first ones just being like this is god. insane and then he wouldn't even just he wouldn't even sign to nobody. 
no. then and then he signed to Dr. Dre. And when I heard about that, I was like, we're about to see some history here. Yeah. Because if you look back, it's Eminem, 50 Cent, The Game, all under Dr. Dre. Who else? Yeah. Snoop Dogg. And, and so, but when Kendrick released Good Kid, Mad City, and I think the first single was Swimming Pools. Yeah. It was so different, like, for a single at the time. Because it wasn't really, like, at that time it was, like, clubbish, like, type of, it. that's when, oh, what's mumble rap is just starting to come around. Yeah. And it was different from all that stuff, and it was, like, pull up drink <laughs> headshot drink and it was like you once you listen to it I, at first i was like that's eh, kind of whack cab listening to it and i was like it's catchy now yeah listen to it again and i was like this shit bumps <laughs> and then and then then it's per- proceeded or uh, then what follows is the realization of like what the song is about that's another thing with, that's mm-hmm. cool with all kendrick's music is like and a lot of music but like especially that one you hear it and you think it's a song about getting getting yeah. you know, trashed mm-hmm. and then you're like oh this song is actually quite literally about how sad it is yep. to be getting trashed yep. you know it's yep. it's very different that that song yeah that song probably changed probably changed rap music for for a, in a way that nothing else did cuz yeah, like you said, it bumps, fucking bangs. They're th- playing it in the clubs. People got drinks <laughs> in their hands. And then someone's going to be like, wait, what is this song about? <laughs> yeah, what, what are we drinking yeah. to? <laughs> yeah, seriously. It was just a thought, too. The thought, I mean, because there were interviews after that album came out. And there was so much thought that went into that album. The skits that went along with every song. Yeah. And it told the story of just a kid growing up in Compton. And... Yeah. I mean that whole album like I that was one of the first albums that I mean in a long time where I could finish it from start to finish. Yeah. And I must have listened to that song like for 2 weeks straight. Yeah, dude. From first song to last song and god man it was just like I like this I like that I like his albums after that but I don't think anything that he does now can probably top that. Yeah, I mean he set the bar pretty high. Um he is my favorite songwriter. I'll mm-hmm. just be like completely frank. He's, uh, yeah. I mean, I I love all of his music. It's, uh, it's insane. It's just insane how he can how he can tie things together the way he does. That album alone is just "Sing About Me." I'm dying of thirst is like Ooh. one of the greatest rap songs of all time. That's good too. Yeah, I mean that song is just so automatic even without the lyrics and the the hit like the rapping going on the beats pretty cool but then like everything that he says is just it's exactly what he needed to say in that in that song it's good stuff shout out to kendrick shouts out (laughs) man i was sad i didn't didn't go see him in oklahoma city fucking no same same i had a buddy that did for real? Yes. What do you say? It was it was our drummer. He said it was like <laughs> the one of the greatest things he's ever seen. And I saw the videos and all that stuff. And geez, man, like, and it was the first thing on his tour. Yeah, first show of his. We tour. were the first stop. God, I honestly think that might be like one of my biggest regrets in my <laughs> life. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I, I literally thought to myself, like, like afterwards, after I saw all the clips and heard all the reviews and everything, I was like, man. Why did I not go to that? <laughs> it cost a lot of money, though. It did cost, like, it was like 200 bucks or something like that. Yeah, those tickets weren't cheap. No. Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. But you're seeing greatness. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> another another big regret of mine. My dad, this is kind of fun. So I'm an OU fan. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, whenever I was, I think, <laughs> like 13 or something, I don't know, I was young, my, for my birthday, he was like, okay, we've got two options for your birthday present. We can either go to an OU Texas football game or we can go see the Eagles. At the time, all the Eagles, at least I think all the Eagles, maybe one of them had been dead at that point. Mm-hmm. But Glenn Fry, who was like the, the one of the founding members, he was alive. And so I think all of them were alive, I'm pretty sure. Well, I was 13, and I was not fully musically, you know, there. Yeah. So I was like, OU Texas, are you kidding me? <laughs> Go to OU Texas. OU loses first and foremost, and it's like not. It's like in no, uh, October. It's ninety degrees for some reason. <laughs> so it was just hot. It was just a hot, terrible time. OU gets thrashed, and then like a year later, Glenn Fry from the Eagles dies, and like mm. then like years later after that, Eagles become one of my favorite classic rock bands. And I'm just like, man, it's a terrible decision. It's a terrible decision. I could have I could have gone, experienced that, and I didn't didn't do it. <laughs> they but, damn that must have been one that to be okay huh probably yeah probably yeah i mean they and they've come after too but but it's not yeah it's, it's not the full band yep and i would still go don't get me wrong i would still go yeah. like i bet they but you had a chance i had a chance to see every every eagle yeah but it happens it happens it happens <laughs> a lot of stuff that i took the right turn to not going left i was like damn it yeah i know i know <laughs> could have experienced a, experience of a lifetime but when kendra comes back i'm going yeah i same, don't care same I, i've got a list of bands and acts that i'm just like okay I, i've got to go before they either break up or die or whatever it is i've, I've got to i gotta knock it out did you go to Rockahoma? no 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 i've never been me too you never been i've never been there okay. I've got friends that have gone. They had a, I mean, they get some pretty big acts over there. They had a pretty, like a one, one, one group this last year that I like, cause that, that, that kind of rock music, it's just not, not all of it is like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like I lean, it's, it's a little too hard for me sometimes, mm-hmm. but they had a band this last year that I was like, shit, like I might want to go check that out, but I don't remember who it was. Was Ozzy Osbourne there? In the past few years? I thought it was this last year. It might not be. That, that might yeah, I think he was there. Maybe. There was somebody, though. I know over this last year that I saw a flyer, and I was like, what? Yeah. I think last year it was. It might have been Ozzy and Corn. Yeah, I've seen Corn on the. I've seen Corn on the, the flyer before. Man, they they were big in the 90s, dude. Yeah. Corn was huge. Yeah. They're still around, too. Yeah. That's so yeah. crazy. I mean, like, I grew up with the new metal. Because yeah. I'm 34, and so I grew up with like Slipknot, Deftones, Edema, Corn. Yeah. Um, but metal it, in the 90s was like big. Yeah, it was like pop music was was metal for a little <laughs> bit there. That's what's crazy. Like there's a period of time, and it was like I I learned a little bit more about this because I watched that Woodstock '99 documentary, mm-hmm. and. So it's like they're trying to find like let's get the biggest rock bands out right now, and it was Corn, it was Slipknot, uh, Bush, but Bush isn't like metal like that. But I mean, it there was a 
there was a clip where everyone was everyone was there to see corn yeah and i was just like this was the biggest <laughs> one of the biggest rock bands in the world right now and i remember thinking like i didn't know that i didn't know how big they were i mean I, obviously they're corn but like yeah i didn't know that they were like in the popular ranks mm-hmm. you know because a lot of those rock bands that we talk about they don't get popular until later you know those the big songs don't get as much recognition until years later it feels like zeppelin being an example but mm. zeppelin didn't but zeppelin didn't pop off in a lot of ways until till thor no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm just yeah kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i'm trying to i i mean i don't really know why i like i i know I, maybe maybe it's not maybe i'm thinking just in terms of like critic critics opinions because i know that the critics hated Led Zeppelin whenever they released their albums. Rolling Stones would just rip them apart every For single real? album. Yes, yes, they hated them until like the fourth or fifth album. Whenever they actually like had credibility, at least. Um, but yeah, their first album, they were just like, "This is trash." You know? <laughs> wow. Like, what? And now we're like, "That's the greatest band of all time." You know? <clears throat> <Just> gods. <laughs> so some gods over there yeah, getting seriously. trashed on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's blasphemous <laughs> doing that. That's crazy. I mean, like that's what movies too. Like, there'll yeah. be like shit reviews of movies, and then like later on, yeah. oh well, that, this is a classic now. Yeah, right. I mean, it just goes that just fucking happens Ahead everywhere. Of its time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ahead of their time. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> oh fuck. But um, I was gonna ask you too. Um, how many songs are on your ti- on your uh, first album? Let's see. I'm counting my head right now. I think eight. Eight? I think so. Eight or nine. The album's about 40, 45 minutes. Now, how'd you. <coughs> so, you're writing this new album, which will probably be out later on. Probably be, probably be yeah. next year. Yeah. Next year. So, you talk about how. You've already seen a growth from the first album four years ago, and how different is it? I mean, is it even more personal with like better type of, I guess, a writing style where you've grown in that sense? Or, um, it- I mean, earlier kind of what work ethic is different. That's mm-hmm. that's that's one thing I can say for a fact is like just sitting down and getting it done mm-hmm. um, that's different uh, scheduling times to meet with people and work with people on certain things about the music is that's 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 the biggest difference mm-hmm. um, the music will also be different I mean just naturally it's it's every everything is I don't it's it, it is hard it, it like for me and I think of the group of people that I'm with, there's almost no chance that we're going to make an album that is similar to the one that we made before. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think we're even capable of doing that. I like, and that's something that I've in a weird way, like, like one of my favorite bands is the strokes, mm-hmm. but you can take a lot of like probably their th- first, like three albums and say they sound relatively similar to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like i don't know how like that's not even possible for us um and i I think it's good i mean i'm glad that we're going to be 
our music will develop, but I don't think we'll ever, I think we'll all naturally never make the same kind of thing that we did beforehand. Um, and like I said, I, I, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. <clears throat> I couldn't even tell you what the album's going to be like because it's not done. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what genre it, fall, it would fall under. It's rock. It's rock music. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's what's fun too. That was like I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's going to be. I, I honestly have no idea what it's going to be. I can just sit here and think about it mm-hmm. and uh, get excited about it and see where the see where the decisions take us collectively, and uh, we'll. We'll, we'll hopefully do the right thing with it yeah you're like you're my first um i've had rappers on here uh you're like my first kind of i guess a rock oh yeah person in a rock band so it's always it's interesting to hear like the uh the idea of like what goes behind an album i know there's evolution that happens but to catch it you know when you're you're 23 so you've already caught it like I know it's more mature as you said earlier and it's that's why I was like asking like what was the first one aggressive in a way because I know like a lot of first albums can be very aggressive because you're hungry you know you uh, want to yeah. get your stuff out there I you want to you want yeah. to take over but I know that mindset goes with rap a lot I and think then I, like rock yeah. music like hard rock music like it's excited yeah excited that's that's for us that would be for mm-hmm. me that would be what it was okay you know yeah. i mean like yeah excited for sure aggressive mm-hmm. too i mean like it like obviously like it's not hip-hop but like yeah. it is it is there is a level of just like hunger to it yeah, yeah. you can tell by the way i'm like for like any vocalist listening you can just tell by the way my vocals like tremble whenever i'm mm-hmm. singing because i'm just like I'm nervous, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. That didn't that didn't happen nearly as much anymore. Like it's just not not the same. At the time, it was, you know, you're just j- you're jolted the whole time because you're like, I'm singing, I'm singing into a microphone <laughs> right now. Can't believe it. <clears throat> like, yeah. But that's cool, man. I I, I, I like uh, I think that's really cool. Uh, just to get your kind of like your thought behind what it is you're doing, and I don't want to make you talk more about your new album coming out i'd like for it to be a surprise and everything but you know i think it's great that you've you've loved you've talked about some stuff about it and i i'm really gonna listen to your first album i want to catch some live live performances yeah dude and on youtube i'll check them out too but you know just to see that energy and then because i'm sure like a lot has changed when you're going to perform at fur fest yeah so i don't know if you're wild before that and if it kind of like you know you guys are all kind of like talking about like before the show no i mean like uh like what was your experience like when you first did a live show was it like were you everywhere or were you kind of like tamed on the stage or were you oh yeah so now where you've done it so many times it's just like natural um i'm assuming it's weird though i mean no i I don't since we since we've only been doing it for like a year and like as a collective band we've only been performing full band songs for about a year and three months i think Mm -hmm. so there has been changes to all of our processes when it comes to performing live but they're still developing like i've gotten too drunk 
You know, mm. I've done that. Really? I Yeah. Like I've gotten too drunk and not to where I'm acting a fool, but like I can feel myself forgetting things. Oh, damn. And that sucks. So first year to, you know, that, that you know, just you, you're performing at bars. You, most people kind of have to go through that time of like, at least I would assume, unless they've got like great self-control when it comes to alcohol. But like mm-hmm. I, uh, I definitely had to go through a period where I was like. <clears throat> just I don't know. Just drank too much while I performed, um, and then what would happen? I'd just forget some stuff, and uh, afterwards I'd just be like, "Damn it!" You know? <laughs> I've done completely sober shows too before, and those are I mean, it's completely it's that is a completely different experience. So there's that for me. Like that's one thing that's changed, um, and I can't really speak for everyone in our band. I think everyone everyone has things that change when. Because, like, if you screw up on stage, even if no one notices, you'll feel it. Like, that's a bad feeling. It's not, you're on, you're performing. Like, you're on stage for people. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. so screwing up in front of people like that when you're, su- when you're not supposed to. Like, it's embarrassing to, like, you know, if your pants fall down in public, but you're not on stage. Yeah. You know, so it's okay. Uh, well, no, it's not. Pants <laughs> fall down is not a good idea. But... <laughs> If you're on stage, you're supposed to be on your, you know, tippy toes. So, like, everyone learns, luckily in our group, if, if there's a mistake that's made, it's always a matter of, we'll do we'll do better next time, you know, um, fixing the issues that were had. So, um, as far as, like, what is different then to now is I'm less nervous. Um, I think we all are less nervous. And we all play together um as opposed to just making sure you're on like you're doing well on your own it's like playing a game of basketball with a team Mm -hmm. you know a a a good player will just play to score and, and do his thing and do good on his own great player though will run the offense move move riff with everybody on the on on the team and and play with each other that that's something that we're still like we're getting better at now so it's it's nice yeah it's nice it's nice to experience it because then you can enjoy the music too that's another thing if you play together you can enjoy what you're doing a little bit more than if you're just like zoned in on on what you're what you're doing by yourself yeah being selfish i guess yeah in a way but you're kind of just focused on it's just nervous energy. What you're doing yeah. so you don't fuck up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is fine. I mean, if you got to do that, that's cool. But Everyone's got to do it every so often. Every every rep, you get better. Yes. Yeah. Every show, you get better. Every Whatever it is you're doing, you do it more, you get better and better and better. So was that um when you got too drunk, was that, well, at first, was it just like to kind of calm yourself down? Because yeah, you're nervous. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, just and then then it just kind of turned into probably like just trying to have a good time. That rock star life. Uh, yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> that rock star life. No, nah, I mean I was probably literally just like let's, let's get drunk. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Because like, this is ha- yeah, just having fun and uh-huh. uh, that it just led to that. I mean, uh, there might have been a period of time there where I thought like uh, maybe the alcohol would loosen me up before mm. performing. And it kind of, I mean, it does a little yeah, bit. Yeah, if you take it, it, have a drink or two before you pr- perform or something, 
it'll you'll loosen up a little bit just like just the same as you would if you were going into a conversation you have a drink or two and it's it's just a little easier mm-hmm. same thing but i mean you can't have too many can't have too many it'll uh you'll just start forgetting stuff and that's just not fun i've got i've i've and you know this is this is a musician this is a common this is a common thing for a musician i think to go through i, I would, at least i would assume i mean i i, I see it happen <coughs> I see it happen with local bands and then huge bands who still are drinking quite a bit and I watch them as they forget lyrics. Some of my some some of my favorite bands, the singer, like I, I've seen it happen and I'm just like, Man, come on. <laughs> Lay off the jack <laughs> Get off the wine. What are you doing? So It's understandable because I've done a few live podcasts. Um King Castro X puts on these shows sometimes where it's a live podcast show. Never done anything like that before. And so we had to go up on stage and basically do an episode. It's kind of like a podcast mixed with like stand up comedy, I guess, because we interact with the crowd. Yeah. And that sounds so fun. It was pretty cool. It's fun, but man, I was so nervous. I was so nervous because in front of the crowd and I've never done anything like that before. And I remember, I was like, man, should I, t- should I take a shot? Should I take a couple shots? Yeah, and yeah. I was like debating on it that entire time before I got on stage. I decided not to do it because <laughs> I was like, man, because <laughs> with me, with me, it leads, like it really, like when I'm really nervous and I let go, then yeah. it's like, all right, one, one is two, two is three. Oh, yeah. And I just keep going because I want to forget this feeling. Hell, yeah, that's how it is. That's literally... I'm not smart enough to explain this, but that's what alcohol chemically does to a person. It's mm-hmm. like just makes you want more yeah. of it. So it's just like, of course, that's how that happens. It's a weird, it's a weird balancing act I play if I am at a bar and I'm doing a gig now because it's like you know, I d- I d- I do want another drink, mm-hmm. but it's like nah, I can't do that. Yeah, that's, that's a bad idea. That's oh. what I was. Yeah, I I didn't do it anyways, but because I just thought, well, if we do more of these, and I can't rely on a drink. To kind of yeah, settle right. me down, I need to, because I mean it's a uh, professionalism too for me, and I just don't want, I just don't want people to come and be like, oh, he's drunk, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's on stage drunk, this just fucking, this dude's just wasted right. doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> when he does this all the time. Oh man, that's good. But yeah, but I just like, but I understand like the whole, gotta calm your nerves. And it that's it helps because I've done that in, when I was in college, man. Like a few times where I was nervous to do stuff and take a shot sure. and get that get that easiness in. But right, right. Then after classes, go over there and drink. Social lubricant is <laughs> what they call it. <laughs> and so, are you are you guys performing every night? I know this is a no. four day. No, we're we're we're. Because it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or no, 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 no. The, the Fur Fest. Yeah. No, it's it is one day this year. Is it one day? So I could have swore you said it was year. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No. So we're oh we're, shit. We're, we're gonna get hopefully one of these days we'll get to that point. That's the goal. Maybe but I like, dream that. No, you're good. <laughs> I uh, <coughs> I think those were the days that I said I was available to do this. You remember? I was sending you like yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I got mixed up. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, no, we're we as a band. We probably perform 
right now it's like tw- probably twice a month i'll mm-hmm. do acoustic gigs as much as i can so i mean <coughs> if i got an acoustic gig like five nights out of the week i would i would i would i would do that mm-hmm. um but as a band yeah we we kind of like to everyone's got jobs you yeah, know yeah. so it's it's tough to get everyone on the same page all the time um and then yeah a few people are living in different areas of the of the state too mm-hmm. so but yeah we probably play like at twice a month right now okay so fur fest will be the first first october show yep. and then um i thought we had another one i can't remember we uh, see it's weird i've got a, i've got a list of like every month for the next four months we we have shows but i just always forget when they are we're playing this friday at uh neo college homecoming in miami for real <clears throat> yeah it's a very it's kind of a weird gig that we landed but we we're gonna go play we're gonna go play for neo college so hey football fans neo fans both studio house project neo wow <laughs> eight, eight, eight to eleven on friday night <laughs> miami oklahoma are Come. they playing a game huh is, is that during a game i don't probably not I, they probably i don't saturday, know yeah. yeah i think it might be like a pre pre yeah yeah it, w- it would be a saturday it would be a saturday so we're not playing during or before or after the game it's it's yeah, it's. I think it's like a tailgate. It's like a homecoming tailgate. Oh, okay. Open to the public, from what I understand, too. So, like, you know, a lot of those college deals, it's only for students. But this one is open to the public. Dang. Pull up and go to Buffalo Run afterwards. That's oh. what we're doing. Hey, <laughs> shout out. Shouts out. Hitting the casino. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I went to that casino last year. We played a – I do commentary for our uh, Pawnee Black Bear football team. Oh, awesome. And we played Commerce – long drive but yeah after that i had to use the bathroom and only places open was that casino buffalo run yes <laughs> casino man i was like dang this is tight though <laughs> <laughs> buffalo run Put a 20 in, i lost yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but it, it was cool man um but let us know how many bands do you have for the fest the fur fest so fur fest it's one day one day one um, day it is October 8th from we're opening at 11 a.m. because we're going to be showing the OU Texas football game in the in the in the daytime. And then the first band, first acts on bands, the solo artist uh, is going to go on at 1:30, and then the music will continue for the duration of the day. So the festival technically will be going until 2 a.m. I, I don't know if I don't know if music will be going till 2 a.m. But the mm-hmm. last the last act is at uh, is at 11 or 11:30. But ten acts all throughout that, and then we have an open mic uh, sessions stage that you can apply for right now. Um, uh, so we're we're opening up one stage for uh, smaller local artists if they would like to get a chance to get like thirty minutes on stage, get put on the ticket with the other bands. We'll we'll be uh, we'll have that application open for another few days, and so. Um, be at 10 bands right now and uh yeah it's a great it's a great bunch of artists i'm glad that we got everyone to get on board and i'm excited to meet some of them and then see some of them for the second or third time and yeah it's gonna be fun give us some names we got chloe beth out of <clears throat> oklahoma city uh the manta rays out of tulsa knipple uh out of tulsa pabu is a band that's out of okc studio house project my band um 
a few other a few other group. Harry and the Ranch is a group from Claremore. Uh, well, they're not from Claremore. I think a few of them grew up in Claremore, but um, I think we met in the OKC area. I'd have to check up on that. Um, and then uh, Dave Austin and the Sudden Change. They're also they're from Inola, which is my hometown. Uh, I'm not. I know I'm not naming all of them, but that's that's to name a, a handful of them right there. Cool. All great artists. All great. I would say a lot of them lean towards the Americana stuff, um, but it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's there's a variety. I don't want to say it's just Americana because it's not. There's 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 a little bit of country in there. There's a little bit of hard rock in there. So, what's Americana? It's like it's a mix. It's it's almost a weird thing of it's it's almost a weird thing of like in between indie folk rock mm. and country music okay if you okay. listen to a, you'd say like the band america is americana um alabama is also americana oh really yeah i would oh, say shit. so yeah i okay. mean kansas i'm just naming kansas <laughs> alabama yeah i mean it's like acoustic if you're if there's an acoustic guitar and there's a little bit of twang in there mm-hmm. i would say that that Oh. But not just full blown country music, yeah. you know. Yeah, almost Red Dirt. It's like it may, it, you know, in a weird way, country music might be the top thing, and then Red Dirt, and then in uh, under that is Americana. So like Red Dirt's like almost the in between of country music and Americana. Now I'm just speaking out of my ass right Crazy. now. I mean, kind of that's, that's what I would that's what I would define it as though. <laughs> Someone's gonna listen to this. I've movie. heard of this Red Jackass. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> He's, he's <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've heard of Red Dirt, but I don't know. I, th- I just thought it was country. I if just, I'm going to be honest with you. put them all in yeah, the right, same right. boat. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> if I'm wrong, let me know. Once again, I don't someone's going to hear this like, he's wrong. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, give out the location for all this. It's at the fur shop. It's in downtown Tulsa, right outside of the Blue Dome District. Uh, and we've got three stages. The, the, the venue is perfect. It's three stages. So they have three stages within the establishment. That's why it makes the thing so awesome. There's an outdoor stage and two indoor stages. And it's, if I'm correct, it's 520 East 3rd Street in Tulsa, downtown Tulsa. Yeah. <clears throat> Just type in the fur shop. Fur shop. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know they had three stages there. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right. That's that's the thing. It's like this is we're hoping that this uh, brings a level of exposure to the place that it that uh, maybe was forgotten about with COVID. Mm-hmm. So, are they? Because uh, I've been to the upstairs stage. Yeah, that's where. Um, so King Castro Rex, his wife Joe Miller, she hosts um, these comedy events every yeah. month, yeah, and yeah. they do the first shop. It's always on the uh, upstairs stage, though. Never been there. Uh, so it's cool to know they have three stages. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that upstairs stage is also, like, perfect for comedy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the way it looks. It's got the the brick background with fur behind it and, like, fun letters. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, is, it is perfect for it. <clears throat> the outdoor stage is quite literally, like, a festival-looking stage. It's large. You know, it's got a big awning thing over it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... It's a, um, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't been doing a festival before this. Hmm. Let's put it like that. Like it's, it's perfect for it. Mm-hmm. 
That's dope, man. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm excited that you've created the uh, Fur Fest. Thank you. And I'm excited that you're gonna your band's gonna play. All these bands are gonna play, and just you know, I want to thank you again for coming on and just chatting it up, getting to know you more, and letting us know about the Fur Fest. Is there anything else you want to? Yeah, uh, I'll just say shout out to Audra Harris, Sarah Tierney, Sarah Wilson, Tyler Grimes, Audrey Gilliam, Noah Skears, Joseph Farmer, Tulsa Production Solutions. Um, I'm forgetting some names, I'm sure. Um, but the, that's everyone that's going to be helping at the festival. Um, they A lot of them were gracious enough to volunteer themselves. Audra Harris is the general manager of the fur shop and everyone else is <clears throat> volunteering to help out and run, run the show. So I really appreciate them. Um, Michael at fan sub, um, everyone. Yeah. All those folks are, are ballers for helping out. It's so. awesome. Uh, also, plug up your band and uh if you have an instagram or facebook you want people to contact you and anything yeah yeah uh my band is called studio house project you can type that in uh pretty much on facebook instagram spotify uh, uh apple music uh if you don't find it sometimes if you google studio house project some like real estate stuff will pop up <laughs> so you gotta you gotta be careful with that we're trying to beat the algorithm and get up get up higher in the search results yeah, Studio House Project. I'm pretty sure it's just at Studio House Project for Instagram and Facebook. So that's how to find us. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And we'll be playing live shows in Tulsa and in the area and all that stuff. So keep up with our Instagram and all that stuff, and you'll see when we play. Awesome. Well, everybody go follow him. Keep up with him. And make sure you check out the Fur Festival um, October 8th. 8th. One-day event at the Fur Shop. If you don't know where the Fur Shop is, just type it in and it'll pop up you'll figure it out yeah you'll it'll lead you right down there but uh, i think it's awesome that you started this once again thank you so much for reaching out to me and let me have you on to discuss the fur fest and your band and just everything man i appreciate this yeah i appreciate you for letting me come on of course anytime you want to come back to let me know and then we'll get it going yes sir um if you're not already go follow okie podcast on facebook and instagram at Okie Podcast. Uh, you can follow my personal at Rustamus49. Uh, Russell Sunnygo on Facebook. You can add me. I'll add you back. Uh, check out the website, okiepodcast.com. Uh, Okie Podcast is available on Native Oklahoma Magazine and the website, Oklahoma Native, Ma- Oklahoma, Native Oklahoma Magazine, the website, and check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Preservation. That's the other podcast I'm a host of. Go check us out everywhere, Apple, Spotify. We're also available on Native Oklahoma Magazine as well. And be sure to check out our live show coming out. We'll be in Porham, Oklahoma on October 8th. So if you're around Porham, if you're at the powwow, go check us out. Uh, We'll be doing some um, spooky tales. Uh, We'll be within the powwow, but if you have any stories to tell us, let us know. And, um... Yeah, so I guess till next time, everybody. Peace.